1: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
0: Why did the U.S. government once tell a Hollywood star to change her hairstyle?
1: And where does your fat go when you exercise?
0: Answers to those and other questions coming up today on Trivia during The Off-Ramp with Bob and Marcia Smith. Welcome to the off-ramp, a chance to slow down, steer clear of crazy, take a side road to sanity, and get some perspective on life. Well, here we are again, Marcia. Indeed we are. We have some fun trivia coming up and some famous last words we'll be oh, exploring.
1: I do like those.
0: <laughs> Let's get to those first questions we teased. Why did the U.S. government once ask a Hollywood star to change her hairstyle?
1: Well, the when I when I heard you tease that, the only thing I could think of was that it was too. She looked too sexy, and they didn't want the military officers getting
0: aroused. Is <laughs> yeah, that the word you were? That's looking the for? word I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> What's well, the answer? That's a good guess, but no, that's that's not it. And it was during a wartime. Okay? okay. It was World War Two. And the peekaboo hairdo style set in 1941's film I Wanted Wings by Veronica Lake.
1: Oh, I know who that is.
0: Yeah, that started a alike craze. And women with similar peekaboo hairdos, where your hair is coming down and covering one eye, as yeah. I recall. Yeah, oh, how irritating. That was, that was uh, women were starting to get their hair caught in war plant oh, machinery. Yeah, of
1: course, that makes perfect sense. So the
0: government asked Uh, Veronica Lake to alter her hairstyle
1: get a ponytail for heaven's sake right (laughs) I mean oh god yeah who was that famous um dancer that died because she loved to wear long scarves oh yes and she was in a little roadster convertible and it got caught up in the wheel that's right and she died she was famous famous it was Isadora Duncan right that famous dancer that's right and uh for Lord knows what reason. I remember, you know, Gertrude Stein is a famous writer uh, Mm -hmm. back in that era, the 20s. When she heard of Isadora's death, she said, affectations can be dangerous.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll keep that in mind. Yeah.
1: (laughs) She was a witty one. So, Bob, have you ever wondered where your fat goes when you're slaving away on the treadmill? I always wonder why it isn't
0: going. As I get done, it's like it's still there. uh, What
1: is this? It should be gone. Well, it's
0: where your fat goes. I just
1: thought it melted.
0: I thought, yeah, metabolized as part of your body. Hopefully,
1: that's uh, actually true. Okay, but it still leaves your body. So when your fat burn metabolizes, it morphs into carbon dioxide, water, and energy. So you literally exhale the fat you lose.
0: Really? Yeah. Part of it, at least, anyway. I can't even grasp that concept, can no, you? No,
1: I wouldn't mind exhaling a whole little person.
0: I would like to exhale a lot of fat, <laughs> if that's all I have to do. Oh. Hey, I got a question here. This goes back to the Old West and a uh, movie that we grew up on, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Uh-huh. Okay. How did the Old West outlaw Butch Cassidy get the nickname Butch? <laughs> Yeah, never thought of that one. No, Butch Cassidy.
1: Okay, hold on. Oh, is it something arcane like? Uh, he, it's short for
0: something else. Butcher. Butcher. Yeah.
1: And his father was a butcher, or he was a butcher before he turned rogue. He was. Rogue? Uh,
0: he was a butcher at one time. Uh,
1: you didn't have to see. I didn't need that clue.
0: That's good. His real name is George. And uh-huh. who wouldn't want to be called, called butcher, butcher? You know. <laughs> Uh, George was his real first name, and at one time in his life, he took a temporary job as a cattle butcher. His real name was George Leroy Parker. Butch Cassidy's real name was that. And he adopted the name Cassidy to honor Mike Cassidy. He was his teacher Uh, in the art of cattle wrestling and horse thievery. Okay,
1: well,
0: everyone needs a teacher. Everyone needs a mentor.
1: A mentor. Okay, (laughs) We've all heard of Scotland Yard.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, the British <laughs> es- police.
1: Especially us, because we're Sherlockians <laughs> and listen to Sherlock Holmes all the time. But the question is, how did this London-based building get the name Scotland Yard?
0: Well, now, that's a good question. And there's all kinds of things like that in England, there's strange names of uh, of places. Uh, what was that? St. Martin of the Fields. That's right in downtown London, but it was a church out in a field at uh, one time.
1: Or a Scratchy Bush. Yeah, Scratchy a Bush. Scrat- bush.
0: <laughs> scratchy Bush, strange names. I don't know. What's the answer to that? Well, Scotland I, Yard. Something yeah. to do
1: with Scotland? I have good surmise, Bob. Okay. Yes, and that's true. But it goes all the way back to medieval times the Scotland Yard headquarters stood on the site of a former medieval palace that would house Scottish royalty when they came to visit London.
0: Like a B&B for them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they're not going to stay at the Holiday Inn. So in 1829, when the original Metropolitan Police Headquarters set up the location, was always referred to as the Scotland Yard because of the palace that was there and all the people that stayed there. It's one of the oldest and the most famous police forces in the world because hardly anybody goes back to 1829. What did they do before police force? They
0: just had ruffians that went around and, you know, pushed people, people around. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. know. It would be interesting You'd to think they would it. have some kind of police force, wouldn't yeah. you? Interesting. Well, I have a, a question that comes a little more recent than 1820s, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's back to America, and it's back to the West, During the pioneer era, which is the last 30 years of the 19th century, so think Civil War forward after the Civil War. Okay. One in four cowboys was what?
1: I was going to say gay, but no, that wasn't. No,
0: uh, no, no, not that we know of. During the pioneer yeah. era, the last 30 years of the 19th century, one in four cowboys was what?
1: I, lactose intolerant.
0: No. <laughs> there you go again. No no. Well, one in four cowboys was black. What? Yes, that's right. Who? During the pioneer era. Now, that started in 1865, went on for the next 30 years. African Americans were 25% of all Western cowboys.
1: So Blazing Saddles was uh, on the right uh, historical track. Yeah. And it had the, 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 sheriff. the black cowboy sheriff yeah. guy. Yeah,
0: probably one of the first uh, Westerns that had yeah. a black cowboy. No kidding,
1: it was that I remembered when I saw it.
0: Huh. So one in four, that's amazing. It shows you all of those classic Westerns totally ignored the fact that 25% of all cowboys were yeah. black. Never had one in those.
1: Huh. And you know, it kind of makes sense when you think about a cowboy kind of uh, uh Depicts freedom and riding the range and no restraints and kind right. of on your own. You can right. kind of see why that would appeal to. That
0: would be a way to go to escape uh, slavery and all yeah. kinds of stuff yeah. or a bad a bad situation. You
1: betcha, huh? Fascinating. Okay, all right. Okay, lots of graduations going on recently.
0: Yes, yes, and even Zoom graduations. A lot of those yeah. going on. I've been yeah. reading about that, and
1: they still have the speeches, don't they? Mm-hmm. And a lot of commencement speeches. So, Bob, why are they called commencement speeches?
0: Well, I always thought it had to do with starting a new life. You know, you're starting your new life, you're yeah. leaving high school yeah. or leaving college. Yeah. and
1: Yeah, well, that's, uh, now that I think about it, yeah, that's obvious. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I thought the... Uh, so the, that's too the, obvious is what you're telling me. The commencement but it's is not too wrong. obvious. it's not wrong this is actually another medieval answer. Students in medieval times entered universities as apprentices, mm-hmm. and graduation means they were able to commence their profession. So you went in as an apprentice and came out a full-blown whatever.
0: Oh, okay, so you're an apprentice baker, and yeah. you came out a full-blown baker, and yeah. then you could be licensed by the guild. That's yeah. how the guilds were always yeah. there to make sure that only the best people could be bakers as opposed to mm-hmm. you know a lot of things now.
1: Charlie over there keeps eating the icing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know okay. Oh, that's good so, But uh, it's a relic that we have kept from the past Along with caps, gowns, and the speeches that's So that all, all comes
0: from the Middle Ages Yeah,
1: who would have guessed that? That's
0: it? fascinating, yeah, I didn't know caps that
1: Caps and gowns, I mean, who thought of that? In uh, 1996, Kermit the Frog gave a commencement speech at Southampton College <laughs> Hello, Hello, graduates, welcome <laughs>
0: That's funny. And
1: he received an honorary doctorate in amphibious letters. Okay.
0: (laughs) Which are all wet.
1: And what would Kermit say when he was given that honorary degree? Thank you. I don't know. I don't know what he would say. I want to hear you do, Kermit. Miss Piggy.
0: (laughs) All right. I've got one. How much can a cow's weight vary within a single day? Well, that's a Farmers probably know this. Who the hell monitors that? I would imagine, farmers, as I tried to explain. <laughs> well,
1: still, get up on the scale in the morning and at night, that's worse than me. How well, much can okay, a cow's 20, weight? 23 pounds.
0: 75 no, pounds. No, that's
1: absurd. In a
0: day. A well, cow's you, weight can vary up by up to 75 pounds in a day. Well,
1: maybe a Guernsey because they got the milk Could going. Could be. It doesn't
0: and, say. The uh, New York Times had a Favorite Facts of 2019 special, Two-page spread they did back in December, and I just harvested the stuff from it now. So that's one of those facts. But that's all I can tell you. I don't know if it's beef or dairy, but it would make sense. It would be dairy, you know. Okay, I have another weight question. Since we're doing <laughs> careful, weight. I'm touchy. Okay, <laughs> let's compare what the average person weighed fifty years ago to today. All right. All right. So uh, we're this is a lot ac- bigger. This is according to the National Center for Health and Statistics in 1970. The average 19 year old man weighed 159.7 pounds. I remember weighing just about that same weight in 19. When I was 25, I think I was only 160. 159.7 pounds. How much does the average 19 year old man weigh today?
1: Well, they're taller, but still, they probably, I'll say 185.
0: Not quite that bad. 174. So the average 19-year-old man is 14 pounds heavier than he was 50 years ago. Okay. All right. Now about the women. Um, the average woman, 19-year-old woman, weighed 131 pounds in 1970. What does she weigh today? How old? 19.
1: 19. Oh, Same age. She's, I hope not, but 150.
0: One hundred fifty-one. Oh,
1: geez, yeah, yeah,
0: twenty pounds more. Yeah, and here's this may be the reason why. From nineteen seventy-seven to two thousand and two, the number of Americans eating three or more snacks a day increased from eleven percent of people to forty-two yeah. percent of Americans.
1: Yeah, we're three or more snacks a day. We're pudgy. Geez. Yeah, taller but pudgy.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, you make it sound so sexy. A
1: few. <laughs> A few factoids from good old ARP magazine.
0: Okay. This is the American Association of Retired Persons magazine. For
1: anybody over 50, right? Okay, yes. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, all you have to do is be 50 and get this. So I might only be 51. Nobody I
0: remember when Marcia got her AARP (laughs) card when she turned 50. She goes, what the
1: is this?
0: (laughs) She swore and threw it away. And I kept mine when I got mine. And then we checked into a motel at one point. And Marcia always likes to pay the bill. So she took care of everything. And then when she walked away, I said, excuse me, do you have an AARP discount? And they said, yes. And so we paid 15% less because I didn't throw away my AARP <laughs> card.
1: Oh, you're so wise. But now
0: you've settled in, haven't you? I sure.
1: have. I let you pay everything. <laughs> no, I mean,
0: <laughs> I mean, you accept the discounts and the, oh, the AARP. Absolutely. And, okay. All I'm right.
1: no fool. Okay, Bob. What do you got there? Your body. Oh, God. Okay. On your body, where is the thinnest part of your skin and where is the thickest part of your skin?
0: Well, let's see. I would assume that your fingers and your toes, because they do so many things, those would be the thickest. They'd have calluses and so forth. So that's the thickest skin. Thinnest skin, I don't know where that would be. Thin-skinned, your brain, your head. (laughs) You're thin-skinned.
1: So you're right about the head. It's on your eyelids. They cover your eyeballs, and it's only 0.4 millimeters thick. Wow. It's very thin that covers, but the thickest, which is as thick as a wedding ring, 4 millimeters thick, average, is under your feet. So, it's on your feet. So, as you So, were... your, your
0: skin down there under your feet Four is as thick as an average wedding ring? Yeah. Wow. And you can't, you can't wear a wedding <laughs> ring there. It's a shame. Just a shame. Okay. okay we'll be back with more on the off ramp. We're doing trivia today. Bob and Marcia Smith in just a moment. Okay. We're back. And I've got an interesting question for you. Another food question, since we're talking food and bodies. What is the unusual reason McDonald's introduced the McRib sandwich in 1981?
1: Oh, I love the McRib, and it had the onions. It was delicious.
0: Why uh, did I they? I don't know. There
1: was a surplus of barbecue sauce in the country. Oh,
0: God. <laughs> this is what happened. When McDonald's introduced Chicken McNuggets, it was so popular... It caused a nationwide chicken shortage Really? for the chain. Wow. And the franchisees couldn't get enough of that item for their customers. So in 1981, McDonald's introduced the McRib to give its restaurants another unique menu item. And but it, it was all stimulated because of a chicken shortage. I had
1: no clue. And and I do wish they'd bring those back. Those were delicious.
0: And here in Wisconsin, they had the brat, the McBrat or whatever they oh, called it. Oh, really yeah, that was really good. Yeah, that was good, But then too. you could
1: get it with sauerkraut.
0: Yeah. Hey, here's an interesting question. We all know college education costs are high in America. And this is a statistic from right now. This is not from a long time ago. College education costs are high in America. Like you might, you know, some colleges might cost you thirty-five grand a year or more, you know. Oh, for sure. Okay. How much does it cost for a student to pursue a bachelor's program per year in France? How much?
1: Oh, I'm guessing it's really low. They pretty much... I'll say uh, $500.
0: It's less than that. It's (laughs) less than that. It's interesting. It's far lower. And this deserves some digging to find out more about this. But in France, a bachelor's program at a public university only costs about 170 euros or about $187 a year. Wow. Why aren't more people going to college in France? Uh,
1: We'd be rich if we sent the kids over there. That's
0: where we should have sent
1: them. (laughs) What were we thinking? Okay, my turn. Okay. What can cause your brain to shrink?
0: Can cause your brain to shrink?
1: Yeah. There are three main conditions. Okay. High blood pressure. Really? So you want to keep that low. Starvation. Don't want to go there. No. And this one, you don't have to worry about pregnancy. Oh. But those three things can all shrink your brain. Wow. But the good news is studies show that exercise, meditation, and learning can all increase your gray matter.
0: Now, I always heard that you can't grow any new brain cells. Oh, I didn't, it's finite. No,
1: no, they've tossed that idea really? aside. Yeah, that even old people like yourself can What? <laughs> can That's increase nice. can increase their intelligence even old and their people IQ. People like
0: yourself.
1: Yeah, depending on how you exercise your brain.
0: Okay, Miss Smarty Pants. I yes. have a question for you I, from the world of sports. I do
1: have smart pants. Thank yeah. you.
0: Cincinnati's professional baseball team was born in 1882 as the Cincinnati Red Redlegs. Seven years later, in 1889, they shortened their name to the Cincinnati Reds. And they have been the Cincinnati Reds for the past 130 years, except for four years when they changed their name. What did they change it to and why? In what year? The years are 1954 to 1958.
1: Well, what was going on then?
0: Why didn't they want to be called the Cincinnati Reds?
1: Was that the Red Scare?
0: Yes, that's exactly right. Are you kidding me? No, this is true. They didn't (laughs) want to be associated with the Reds, the communists, during the Red Scare of the 1950s. So from 1954 to 1958, they were known as the Cincinnati Red Stockings, which is a variation on their original red legs. Yeah. And then in 1959, they went back to... Reds, and they have been the Cincinnati Reds ever since then.
1: Did they ever have a coach named McCarthy? That would have been (laughs) kind of interesting. That would have been interesting. (laughs) Well, here's one. This is in your wheelhouse. Okay. What do Motel 6 and Super 8 motels have in common?
0: Oh, I know the answer to that.
1: Oh, of course you do.
0: Well, their name reflected the original price for a room per night.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Motel 6 opened in 1962 and it was 6 dollars a night super 8 opened in 1974 12 mm. years later and they were only charging 8 dollars and 88 cents
0: now you'd add one or two zeros behind those numbers absolutely <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. but i remember when uh, motel 6 and and uh, regal 8 i think was when i remember those were the budget hotel chains. I remember staying in a motel six or a Regal Eight for a job interview when I went to Iowa. Really? With my first wife. What? But, but that You was, had a wife? That was I'm sorry. That was a, <laughs> that, was a that was a budget price. Now first? if you if you went to a normal motel, it was like twelve, fifteen, twenty dollars, twenty five dollars a night. But that's then what, it was still only you could do it for 8 or $6. Yeah. That's Hard why to she's your
1: former wife, taking uh. her to places like that. <laughs> okay, Marsh. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Oh, ever wonder, Bob?
0: Yeah, I'm wondering a lot of things right now.
1: <laughs> what happened to the 10,000 underground bunkers that Beijing built during the Cold War?
0: Beijing built 10,000 underground <laughs> yeah. bunkers. Yeah. It's... So during the Cold War. So this is anywhere from the 50s to the end of the 80s. I don't know. What would that? They...
1: Well, what any entrepreneur they... would do, they sold them as real estate. Oh, dear. <laughs> God, can you? Have... I'd like to write the copy for that ad. <laughs> real estate ad.
0: Like like, like what?
1: <laughs> you know, four gray walls, no windows. Oh, dear. I guess the word you'd use would be cozy. Oh, yes, cozy. <laughs> Fixer-upper. Fixer-upper. <laughs> Fixer-upper cozy. Yes, yes. That's so all. they're actually selling them for families I to guess. live in? I'd love to know what they cost.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: My friends in real estate... Uh, would have fun selling those. Okay. Jeez. All right, you got one. Bob? Yeah,
0: I do. I Everybody who's a member of Alcoholics Anonymous needs a sponsor. So here's the question: Rapper Eminem. He is an Alcoholics Anonymous member. Uh-huh. So who is his sponsor?
1: <laughs> like how I? Would it's a know famous that. person. Yeah. Well, how would I know? It's I have another to think of famous
0: musician. Who is an
1: alcoholic? Well, that this
0: is somebody who knows a thing or two about addiction, as we learned. When we saw the movie Rocket Man.
1: Oh, well there you go. Rocket Man is Elton John.
0: Elton John is, is his M M sponsor. AA sponsor. Well they
1: probably have fun phone calls. Oh, huh? I would imagine. All right. You heard the expression the bee's knees. He's, yes. What did that mean? Didn't that mean you were special? Yeah, you're you were... like,
0: she's the bee's knees. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, she's cute. She's cute. great. Yeah, she's some
1: hot girl. Okay. A hot
0: girl. She's the bee's knees. <laughs>
1: There was so much kinder back in the mm-hmm. 20s. But did you ever wonder if your favorite insect really has knees?
0: I think they do. I think you look at their little legs, they bend there. I've seen pictures, microscopic pictures. And
1: of, they had knees. Yeah. Do you know they have a purpose?
0: Well, they everybody's knees have a purpose. But, <laughs> but okay. bees
1: have a special okay, purpose.
0: Okay, tell me the special purpose that bees' knees have, <laughs> Marsh.
1: They're actually storage units. They store large buildups of pollen in hairy <laughs> in hairy baskets <laughs> uh, on their knees. Hairy baskets. Yeah, their knees carry hairy baskets and inside the baskets are extra pollen for, you know, a rainy day.
0: <laughs> That'd be a great name. Hello, I'm Harry Baskets.
1: <laughs> I think I used to date him. Oh
0: my god. Well, <laughs> oh, okay, here's my bees eyes question. Bees' eyes are tuned to a variety of wavelengths, including ultraviolet color patterns in flowers that are invisible to people. So look at—they have superpowers. They have bees' knees; they can <laughs> store pollen, and their eyes can see patterns that are invisible to people, but deal with with flowers.
1: Wow, and birds have uh, an extra uh, layer of vision, color vision too. That's how they distinguish each other. I have that? a bird
0: question too.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is uh, about tropical hurricanes. They have very, very powerful winds. Aircraft avoid flying during hurricanes. How about birds? Do they avoid flying during hurricanes? We, we all think animals are so much smarter than we are about <laughs> natural disasters. They know it's coming. <laughs> Look at them. They're, they're cowering. But the question is, what about birds? And the answer is no, birds do fly during hurricanes, or they try to, <laughs> so the hurricanes can interfere with their flight plans. Like I said, if you're like me, you probably thought birds were smart enough not to fly during tropical storms, but apparently not. Because Jeez. in 2019, Hurricane Dorian blew some birds all the way to Nova Scotia. From uh, the Gulf,
1: really, all the way to Nova Scotia. Yeah, just trying Isn't to get that to, amazing? Just trying to get to Disney World. And <laughs> does it say why they knew that they were from the Gulf and landed up? No, they're the...
0: probably tropical birds that end up in oh. Nova Scotia. It's like, what are you guys doing here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine birds talking to each other.
1: Yeah, well, they do. Well,
0: wow. We're snowbirds. What do you call yourself? Yeah,
1: that's. Yeah. Uh, it's awful cold up here. No kidding. Gosh. All right, Bob. Who is Vesna Valovic? And what is she famous for?
0: Vesna Volovic? Yeah. Boy, that's Madonna. (laughs) No, No, I don't know who Vesna Volovic was. I'll
1: give you some clues. Okay. Her big event happened in 1972 aboard an airline. Really? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Aboard an airliner.
1: She was a flight attendant.
0: She was. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's when there were a lot of uh, hijackings. Uh, Have anything to do with that?
1: Uh, Not exactly. On that plane, though, that she was on in 72, there was a briefcase carrying a bomb in it. Oh, dear. And it blew up the bomb and killed everyone, but not Vesna. She dropped out of the plane 33,330 feet. Wow. To the ground and survived. Oh, my God. How did that happen? So she dropped 6.31 miles, and she broke pretty much everything she had.
0: Where did she land?
1: She landed on a snowy hill with lots of wood, forests. Trees. Yeah. But she went uh, into the hospital for six months and came out, and she had no memory of anything happening, wow. which is certainly best. Yeah. And uh, six months, she came out ship She had no problems. And guess what she wanted to do when she got out? What? She wanted to go back to being a flight attendant. Oh, my God. <laughs> but the airline said, well, that. Probably attract a lot of bad publicity. So they gave her a desk job. Wow. And uh, she died in 2016, just four years ago at the age of 66. She was a national hero in Serbia, where uh, she was from.
0: Okay. And we'll top things off with famous last words. Okay. This is from the book by uh, Ray Robinson. We ran through a few of these a while back. And I have three writers, writers and uh, theater people, and I want to see if you can guess who these people were, all right? Okay. I am dying. I haven't drunk champagne for a long time were the last words of this writer. Uh, now, obviously, this person was taking care of themselves because I, so. I haven't drunk champagne for a long time.
1: F. Scott Fitzgerald?
0: No, no, he didn't take care of himself. <laughs> this is Anton Chekhov. He was suffering from tuberculosis in 1904, and his last request was simple and poignant. I am dying. I haven't drunk champagne for a long time. All right. Now, let me ask you, what do you think Dylan Thomas said? He was a famous writer, but he was uh, quite a rounder, wasn't he?
1: Yeah. What did he say? One more time or
0: similar to that. He said, I've just had 18 whiskeys in a row. Oh, God. 18 whiskeys in a row. I do believe that's a record. I do believe. (laughs) Shortly after saying that, he died at the age of 39. was
1: alcohol poisoning, right? Yeah. That's probably what he died of. Holy come on. All right,
0: now a playwright. I knew it. I knew it. Born in a hotel room and, goddamn it, died in a hotel room. Who said that? Uh... Born he American. won four Pulitzer Prizes. He was the Nobel Prize winner for literature, very famous at the turn of the century, at the end of the 19th, early 20th century. His daughter married Charlie Chaplin.
1: Oh, her name was Una. Una O'Neill.
0: S- Una O'Neill. So yes. who is her dad? Yeah.
1: Eugene O'Neill.
0: Eugene O'Neill. That's who it was. Eugene O'Neill, famous playwright in yeah. the early 20th century. And, uh why he said that? He spent the first several years of his life in hotels because uh, his father was in theater, so uh-huh. he followed him on tour. And O'Neill himself was never satisfied with his life, and not satisfied with his death either.
1: Uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> A hotel room. I knew it. I, I knew, knew it. it.
1: Oh boy, that was
0: the end of well, Eugene O'Neill.
1: This is out of Reader's Digest. Okay, because uh, uh, out of the blue here, now we're getting uh, copies of Reader's Digest. I think you signed up for ten years for one dollar, something like that, right? <laughs> was a good deal. Anyway, it's fun to get it again. And they have this section, life in these United States and people write in. And this woman wrote in about her fourth grader broke his leg and was on crutches and couldn't carry his birthday cupcakes to school. So she asked her sixth grader son to help him uh, carry the cupcakes because he was on crutches. And he said, I could, but I'd prefer not to. Spotting a teaching moment, her husband said to the son Noah, what would Jesus do? And Noah answered, Jesus would heal him so he could carry his own cupcakes.
0: <laughs> well, that's true. He would. <laughs> and that is a good way to end it here. This has been Infectious Trivia. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Bob Smith. I'm Marcia Smith. And this has been The Off-Ramp. The Off-Ramp is produced in association with CPL Radio and the Cedarbrook Public Library, Cedarbrook, Wisconsin. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands.